How's it going, everyone? This is Chug Nasty, and that could mean only one thing. You're listening to another episode of Romero Pictures. Any Brigade presents the Nasty Nation. And on today's episode, uh, I, I had the pleasure of speaking with an old friend of mine, fellow drummer and vocalist from the band Stormtoker, Dante Montgomery. Uh, before that, though, let's talk for just a second. Um, I know I've been saying for a while now things are going to be changing. There's going to be some things, you know, going on uh, in uh, in the world of of the brigade uh, when it comes down to the nasty nation and graveyard talk. Uh, I have, like I've said before, have been um, <clears throat> doing a lot more with graveyard talk than I had nasty nation. Um, Mainly just because of Tom. Tom and trying to get things taken care of. Uh, there's a lot of cool ideas that are going to be going on when it comes comes down to graveyard talk. Um, and I'm trying to get more things in order for Nasty Nation. Um, it's kind of a strange situation because we've been wanting to go uh, visual. Um, actually, everybody's been wanting us to go visual and do a video podcast. Um, instead of just the, uh, just the audio. Now, I'm not sure that we're, we're, we're going to possibly merge the Nasty Nation and Graveyard Talk and kind of put them together as kind of like a half and half kind of thing. Um, and even if we do that, uh, which I think that's what we're going to do something like that. Um, Nasty Nation might still stay being... Uh, strictly audio in graveyard talk we've got awesome ideas for different segments um uh different shows and whatnot as well as uh trying to get uh i don't know some other content on there as well um you'll know soon enough about that pretty much us going to different places and and doing um different maybe like a Facebook live from a cemetery or someplace creepy or whatever. Um, we'll either do audio or video on that still in the works folks still in the works. Um, but nation's not done, obviously. Um, still part of the brigade, still doing it. You know, like I said, it's just been crazy. Um, I hope you checked out, uh, the episode, um, last Tuesday, which was, uh, when I got to interview Mike, uh, Mike nine from my hate God, uh, one of my favorite interviews and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, there was a lot of things actually on that episode that I didn't get a chance to, uh, to mention. Um, Mike, Mike nine's doing, uh, other stuff besides, um, you know, I hate God. Uh, I think he's working some more, uh, with correction house. Um, he was on a, as a guest vocal on, um, uh, it's called horror. Uh, it's kind of like a, a punky, like it's, it's kind of like a hardcore punk, but like mixed with rap kind of deal. It's pretty cool. Um, still waiting to, to, to hear, cause I told him to send me some, um, some of all the other, other stuff he's doing, um, that I could discuss here since on our episode kind of lost track of Tom and got to talking about so many things. Um, so whenever I find out, uh, everything out that, that he's got going on, um, I'll make sure I report it back to you. But anyway, um, let's get on to the interview. Uh, 
Dante, uh, like I said, he's the drummer and vocalist for the band, or one of the vocalists for the band Stormtoker. Uh, Stormtoker comes from Lexington, which is about 30 minutes from, 30, 40 minutes from where um, I live. Uh, we've played numerous shows with the guys, always have a good time. They've come over to our, to our house and, and partied before. Uh, they're, they're great guys. Dante is one of my favorite people. Um, awesome drummer. Awesome, awesome vocalist as well. And I, I really enjoyed talking with them. Uh, the interview, I'm all over the place on this one, folks. Uh, just bear with me. I think it was, I think it was, it was a fun time talking to him. Always enjoy talking to him. So I hope you enjoy uh, listening to it. But anyway, so here's that. And I'll be back right afterwards for the usual conclusion. This call is now being recorded. Dante, how's it going, man? Hey there, Chuck. How you doing? Yeah, I did all right, man. Doing all right. Just uh, trying to get up with the day and, and get moving and getting things going. How about you? I'm doing pretty much the same, like getting up, uh, getting awake for the day. Uh, pretty much just getting the day started pretty much. Yeah. Uh, how do you usually do? Do you have a wake-up beverage? Like a beverage. Uh, yeah, actually. Like, I usually uh, – a routine I've been doing recently is that I've been, like, I get coffee normally. Either I'll do, like, cheap gas station coffee or I'll go to a coffee shop. And I've been getting, like, chai tea lattes a lot recently. Like, that's been my favorite oh, nice. recently. Hell, yeah. Also, no, I was uh, – I was in, like, right nope. now I'm drinking a, a liquid death uh, mountain water thing right now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I uh, I was gonna ask you about those, but uh, yeah, no. I was actually I usually start my day with a nause, not the healthiest thing, but it gets me going. But mine is not cold enough yet, so I'm just drinking water. It sucks. But yeah, so back to so the liquid death thing. You did because you because we'll talk more about this too. But you have a a review uh, page on YouTube uh, or you yeah. review channel, um, and you reviewed these. And I, I are you buying them? Like separate now, or you still drink it out of the bulk that you you got? Oh well, like I've actually like subscribed. They have a subscription service that they do, uh, uh-huh. where you like can order online and have it uh, automatically delivered to you like every week or every two weeks. And because oh, wow. they don't have them in many stores yet, I think the only store they have it in right now is uh, Whole Foods. Uh, so okay. you have to buy them online still. And I've just been doing that and getting the sparkling water. They send you a case, I believe it's a, uh, it's a 12 pack. Mm-hmm. They send you a 12 pack of 16 ounce cans. And like with the shipping, it costs like maybe like 20 bucks. Uh, and I just get one case for every other week pretty much. So the shit, I mean, you, you said on your, on your review that it, uh, it's just water. It just tastes like water. That's all it is, right? Yeah, it's like water. Uh, it's just it's like not flavored, it's not alcoholic or anything like that. But even though it looks like that, uh, the can art is really cool. Uh, I forget the name of the artist they have that does the work. Uh, but the uh, it's basically like aimed at like a lot of like straight edge punks and straight edge people in like the like music scenes and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. And they advertise with a lot of uh, like music as well. Like they even have a whole uh, death metal album that's just made up of people making fun of the company because of the idea being so out there. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and actually, I think uh, I saw a little, little bit on that actually. Yeah. I actually did a little written review on the, uh, my channel's Instagram page 
uh, of the death metal album that they did. And it's actually a pretty good death metal album, surprisingly, just being like comedic and all that. How many tracks are on it? Uh, I think it's just ten. Uh, ten? But it was like yeah, but it's all professionally recorded. It has some uh, like legit musicians on there from a few of the uh, not super big, but like known enough death metal bands that are established. And it came out right. really good. It's all like short, sweet, straight to the point, fast death metal stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I I I plan on trying that stuff at some point. Like again, it's just water, but like you said, the, the can is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the cans are cool. I've only had the sparkling water, but the uh, it's really good though. Like I'm usually not into sparkling water, but this stuff is actually really good. It doesn't have the bitter taste that a lot of sparkling water has. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so moving on from that, there uh, things have been nuts the last uh, the last few months. Uh, for everybody, especially uh, those of us that are uh, in in bands, um, Storm Toker, Storm Toker, uh, you all, how long have you all been back practicing against? Did you all ever stop, or or what did you all do during the whole quarantine thing? When all this shit started, well, uh, we did stop for a while. The last performance we did was uh, one of the live streams that uh, was held yeah. at a venue here in Lexington. Uh, that was back in early March. And we didn't practice or do anything after that for uh, at least a month. It might have been two months. So it's probably, yeah, it was probably May when we started practicing again. And okay. we decided that we would just uh, focus on writing our next record. Uh, that's been the main thing we've been working on since about May-ish and writing new songs since then. Hell yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the live stream thing, that was a, uh... From the, the, the now defunct uh, Cosmo Charlie's, wasn't it? Yes, that was uh, one of their COVID yeah. casts that they were doing it. Yeah, uh, we uh, we uh, me and my girlfriend actually uh, we kind of we kind of made a night out of it while I was on did did some shots and, and hung out while while we watched girls or live stream. Nice, it's pretty cool. It, it sounded really good too. Uh, good, it was a good venue. I, I wish I got to play got to play there more than I did. Uh, it was definitely a favorite of ours. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you all played there quite a few times, haven't you? Yeah, it was like always one of the our favorite venues to play. The staff was always really good to us. Uh, the run, like the staff was run by like musicians and performers themselves. So like they yeah. like knew how to treat artists and it was a great venue sound wise and just vibe wise. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about this, uh, this new uh, album. Um, uh, now you you all released two albums before Toke One and Toke Two. Are you keeping with the Tokes? Is this the third Toke? Uh, no, this one like we decided that like the Toke series will like end with just the first two. Uh, oh, okay, like, we, okay. We considered the like Toke Three as an option, but we think that for this one, like for one, this album is going to be uh, longer than those first two. Like the first two, they're Full albums, lengthwise, they're over 30 minutes, but there's, like, uh, the first one took one six tracks, and took two was five tracks, uh, which, number-wise, that's, like, EP length, even though the songs are long and it's over 30 minutes. But this next one's yeah. going to be at least 45 minutes and possibly up to an hour, and it's going to have a lot more songs on it. We're looking to do at least eight, if not more, on this upcoming record. Nice. And Is there any uh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. And the same, like, it's uh, going to be a – we're not sure, like, what it's going to be titled yet. We're going to finish the songs and see 
like what the overall vibe of the record is or if we want to name the album after any of the particular tracks. Uh, oh, gotcha. But it'll be like a much longer uh, album than the first two and like much more expansive and uh, complete than like what the first two were. I got you. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there any uh, – uh, well, I noticed that, that you all posted pictures the other day, um, and there was – it looked to be a keyboard. Yes, there was a keyboard there. Like, we're still just experimenting with, like, different sounds and stuff and different ideas. Uh, we don't have anything concrete with the keyboard yet, but it's definitely an option for us, like, going into the upcoming record. Oh, very nice. Well, there's the, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, with experimenting with sounds. That's kind of what we do, too, so – you know, and plus you all, your all sound is, is a mixture of of doom with thrash, which is a really like, I mean, isn't that kind of an oxymoron? Uh, yeah, pretty but, much. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, but like you all do it well, and you, you all have it to where there's so many different sounds uh, and different riffs or whatever that uh, you are able to pretty much move all over the spectrum, pretty much any time, anywhere you want, right? Yeah. Like, we all have, uh, like, between the three of us, we all have various influences from a whole lot of stuff. And, like, we all like too many different styles of music to just keep it, like, any one thing or direction. Uh, yeah. And so we just like to – so the idea we had when we started Storm Toker was, like, not have any rules on our sound. And, like, anything that, like, just sounds good to us and sticks, like, we would use it. Yeah. No, I can dig that because I mean I, I've been in, I've been in bands before where um, where I've made the mistake of being like okay this is what I want it to sound like and it usually doesn't turn out like I really want it to and it's it's pretty much forcing it and when you force it it, it doesn't come out the way you that you really expecting you know right. so it's always good to be open minded like definitely um what uh is I mean is there any plans for any shows coming up or anything. Or, or are you all just kind of waiting to see what's going on? Uh, right now, we're just like, waiting to see what's going on. We've seen that there are some like shows that are happening here and there. Uh, mm. And as right now, we've like considered like stuff here and there. We've been like offered shows like here and there, but uh, basically, like we're just weighing risk versus reward for like each of the shows and such. And we're waiting till things like clear up a little bit more and get a little more. Uh, calm and secure before we like start really pursuing shows like just yet. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. Yeah, we uh, we played the uh, we were supposed we'll see because we were supposed to play like three shows. Uh, I think it was in July, and I think one or two of them was with you all. Uh, yeah, we had, and I yeah, we were supposed to do it at Cosmic Charlie's with a couple other bands and stuff. That would have been a really good show too, which we sucks um but yeah we 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 were asked to play metal fest nine the fuck cancer thing and yeah. we weren't really sure like you know we, we the other shows that we were going to do got canceled and we uh we're kind of we were kind of weird weird about the whole idea of going out and doing you know playing like a show especially a festival type situation um it, I don't know. It, I mean, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. But then after that, we kind of decided that unless just something crazy comes along, we're just going to just keep working on our stuff as well. Um, just to be on the safe side with certain things because we don't know what's going to happen. They keep saying that, you know, we're going to be closed up again here in the next month or so and it's going to be worse and all that shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of nuts, you know? Um, 
so sorry, packing my cigarettes here. I'm so unprofessional. Ah, you're all good. Um, <laughs> um, whenever you all do, like whenever you uh, start doing shows again, um, is there? Because I know you all, you all play all the time. Play out before quarantine stuff. You all, you know, you all had a couple tours you were on before. Yeah, uh, playing shows out, out of state and all that. Um, is there any places that you you look forward to possibly be able to hit once it does seem like it's okay again to uh, to go back on the road? Yeah, we uh, had like a whole pretty much our whole summer planned uh, before COVID uh, hit. We were supposed to play shows up in Michigan, uh, in Detroit, and uh, returning to Yale, Michigan, which is up in northern Michigan. Before mm. uh, we also were planning a tour that was supposed to happen at the end of April going into the first weekend in May that was going to go through uh, down towards Memphis all the way down to Texas and coming back. Uh, but mm. that sadly, like, thing, everything shut down, like, early March, like, a little bit before that we were able to actually do that. Uh, yeah. And we had, like, shows, like, in Kentucky and in Michigan and other, like, regional places. Uh, set up before that, but sadly we had to cancel all those, like with the pandemic coming down. Uh, of course, yeah. We do look forward to some places. Like we, one place we want to go back to is Cincinnati for sure. Uh, we had a, we played there back in November, and like the promoter there, uh, Will, uh, Will from Transplant Productions, uh, like runs the metal. Uh, a lot of the metal shows up there, and like the show we had up there back yeah. in November was one of our favorites that we've had recently. And also looking forward to going to Michigan again, and hopefully getting back into Illinois and Indiana. Uh, a lot of the places that we were able to hit before, as well expanding into new territories, like uh, exploring more of Tennessee, and just being able to spread out as far as we can to pretty much anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if, if you uh, whenever you do make it up to uh, the Michigan area and all that stuff, you should. Uh, Hit up a band called Mammoth Lord. Um, they're, yeah, they're pretty killer, uh, instrumental doom. Uh, I had one of the guitar players on the show a few months back. Well, I guess, well, towards the beginning of the year. Um, killer band, dude. You, 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 I think you dig them. You know, check them out. If you like, cause you like instrumental stuff and shit like that, right? Oh, yeah. I, listen, I like a lot of instrumental doom stuff, like that bong ripper and like things, uh, just yeah. a lot of instrumental stuff of that nature. Oh, yeah. Um, has there talk going back to the new album? Is, is there any kind of different like influences just that like you're taking? Like, is there any bands you've been listening to a lot more of lately that might be influencing like some of the ideas, at least from your perspective? And if you know Anthony or, or Dave's, uh, well, I know that like of course we have like our stuff that we normally listen to. Like with me doing my uh, like YouTube channel stuff, I listen to pretty much every new heavy music that comes out. Uh, but for me, so like influence that I've been taking in, uh, especially like vocally, was basically I'm like the only person in the band that listens to a lot of like metalcore and hardcore stuff. And yeah. uh, certain bands, like I've been trying to figure out how to do melodic vocals and like more creative ways and uh, figure out new ways to do it. And I know that like one vocal style that like I really like is uh, kind of the uh, melodic screaming uh, that you hear in some bands like Architects and uh, there's been a Shadow of Intent, uh, which is a okay. like symphonic discord band that has a 
they use quote unquote clean vocals a little bit, but it's more mm-hmm. of like a screaming and key thing where it's still heavy, but uh, has a sense of melody to it that like doesn't clash too hard with like the heavy music that you have going on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, we've all yeah, go sorry, go on. And we've all been listening to like a lot of stuff. I know that uh, we've all been pretty hype on the new Gojira song that just came out called Another World. And oh yeah, but, I haven't checked it out yeah. yet. Uh, it's definitely a great one. It's one of their like melodic, more melodic ones, and has a nice groove to it. Um, all three of us are strong Gojira fans, and yeah, you we, are. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we are. Uh, that influence definitely seeps into our stuff. We have like some progressive metal elements that are like getting a little more prominent on some of the stuff we're working on. Uh, and also, like Clutch is another band that we're all big into. And, oh yeah, like. And we may be having something that's a bit of a tribute of theirs in that direction for a oh, that's cool. Like for the upcoming album that we have going on. Very nice, very nice. Uh, is there because you all three do vocals? Um, is it still about equal for who does like how many like songs or is there because you all go back and forth in songs too? It's not just one of you all the time. Yeah. Is there any, like, do you sing more on this one? Does Anthony sing more on this one? Like, is there anything oh, like yeah, that, or is it about, like, the usual? Uh, yeah, we're actually, like, getting, like, basically the whole, like, multi-vocalist thing was a new thing for all of us when we started the band. Uh, and we are, this, so far with the songs we have right now, like, we're getting a better hang of that balance between all three of us. Uh, currently, we have about uh, four or five songs like that are mostly planned out instrumentally and we have like the vocals pretty well split between all of us uh with like each of us taking lead on different songs or like we'll do one of us will do like the verses and the other one will do the chorus and we have a lot of stuff where we do three-part harmonies that has all three of us singing at once which is uh kind of kind of a trademark of a lot of the new stuff that we have working on and stuff we've had before on choke two especially uh, but we yeah, have songs yeah. that we do harmonies between all three of us. Uh, and we all have like our distinctive vocal styles. Well, Anthony, our guitarist, does uh, a lot of like more melodic singing type stuff, but exclusively. Uh, David's, our bassist, is definitely more prominent with like the screamy vocals and just like very long, uh, death metal inspired screams and such. And I do yeah. more of a uh, rhythmic, uh, punk, thrash, and hardcore type of vocal a lot of the time uh, with a bit of melodic singing on top of that. Yeah. Now, have you did you do vocals in other bands that you were in while playing drums before Storm Toker? Uh, only backing in previous bands. Uh, like in my previous main band that I was in, Zen Highway, uh, like there was – we. Uh, tried to do a little bit of backing vocal stuff, but we already had two lead vocalists in that band, so I didn't get to do too much of that. Uh, yeah. And in bands that I filled in for, like I filled in for a pop punk band, Semper Vivi, uh, who's also from Lexington, and like I did a lot of uh, backing vocals like in that band, uh, which got me a lot of practice uh, with doing vocals live. It was like a little a gateway into taking a lead vocal role once a storm choker started ramping up more. Yeah, do you have you have you found that it's gotten easier uh, doing uh, vocals and playing drums? 
But yes, like basically the hard part, like, because I've been playing drums for a lot longer than I've been doing vocals. Uh, and the thing right. that I found <clears throat> is that with, uh, once you have like the, like, the drum part's already second nature. It's just a matter of like getting used to the vocals. And for me, it was just getting confident in my vocal style because I was still new mm-hmm. to it when we started Song Soaker, like figuring out, uh, like what my range is, what type of vocal styles am I good at? And uh, basically trying to, like, work the uh, mental, like, gymnastics of, like, playing drums using your, all your limbs for that, as well as trying to, like, vocalize stuff at the same time, uh, getting that all in order. And it's gotten easier over time. Now it's a lot more second nature. I have a process on, like, when I'm learning vocal parts, like, how to do both at once, uh, knowing when to calm down drums a little bit to make the vocals a little easier. And uh, pacing yeah. myself really because it's just, it can be a little bit tiring trying to do uh, all that at once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being being someone as you know who does vocals and, and plays drums, it's uh, it can definitely take a lot out of you, man. Um, especially where like I'm the only one that really does the vocals in in, in my band. But man, that I, I've seen you, man. Like when you're playing and, and you're screaming and you're and, and you're just like. Get into it. I was like, I don't know how he hasn't passed out yet. Because there's times like, man, there's there's times where I'll be playing and I'll be like, there's there's times we played shows live where I couldn't even get the vocals out because I was just kind of like in the drum mode so much that I just couldn't yeah. concentrate. I guess. Um, which that's something that we're working on too is like trying to get more songs that I can do vocals on because there's certain patterns that are just too too difficult for me to be able to like play drums and, and do a certain type of vocal over top of. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, you've you used my, my headset a couple of times live. It, are you still just using the uh, the microphone stand? Is it still working out for you better? Yeah. Like, uh, the headset thing, uh, like, that was – thanks for letting me use that, by the way. Uh, that was yeah, uh, definitely a cool uh, experiment to try it out. And it if I was doing just, like, only lead-type vocals, that would work well. Mm. But uh, something that we found is that when we do the harmonies, I kind of have to. I'm a little bit naturally louder than, uh, like, a little bit louder than David and, like, definitely a lot louder than Anthony is. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have to kind of, like, gauge my distance from the microphone in order to, like, make our harmonies work better. Because we noticed that if we were doing harmony and I had, like, a headset or I was too close to the microphone, uh, it would make it a little bit too overpowering my end of the vocals. So it wouldn't all blend well together. So I'm yeah. just beginning used to using a normal stand-up microphone, so I can control my distance from it and make it where like all the vocals can blend together better. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I I've tried doing just the microphone stand uh, a few times before we we got the headset, and I just I couldn't I couldn't get the microphone stand in the placement that I needed it. Like with it, with being comfortable, I guess, and the uh, the headset just it it works so much better for me. But I definitely see what you're saying when it comes down to like if you were just, if you were just doing straight leads and shit, they'd be a little better because it's also yeah. right there in front of your mouth twenty four seven. So yeah, it makes it where like you don't have to like think about your head placement or have it with your neck craned the one way while you're trying to play at the same time. Uh, definitely useful for that freedom of movement when you use a headset. Uh, but I've kind of gotten used to, like, now after, like, doing it for so long, like, figured out, like, 
a good mic placement to where I can like have it where it's it'll get spot to where I can use it for vocals easily, but where it's not mm-hmm. in the way of like where I'm playing and things like that. I'm just trying to figure out like different positions and different angles to make it where it's not a uh, like big issue or being cumbersome like while I'm trying to like play drums still at the same time. Yeah, really. Uh, what kind of drums does he use again? Uh, I use uh, Pearl uh, drums, a Pearl Export series. It's a uh, five-piece kit, three toms, snare, one-kick drum. Uh, and I've had that one for a number, good number of years now. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the, maybe like eight years the same so. one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like worked out well for me so far, but I've been considering getting like a new kit eventually because I've had this one for so long. Uh, not yeah. sure like what if I would stick with Pearl or try to go to a different brand or something. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's something I've always considered, just like getting an upgrade and like since I was already considering getting like some new equipment and stuff, like new cases and uh, I'm gonna get a new bass drum decal for like for when we start ramping up shows again for sure and have like a new album we're promoting. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, may I tell you a set that I always wanted was uh, I'm mind getting some Ludwig's, just the old school Ludwig's. Yeah, Ludwig's like a nice classic kit. Yeah, I, I, I've always done those. Um, so it, uh, in Stormtoker, I noticed you all have a new design. Is that a new shirt design? Yes, we have a new a shirt design that we got uh, commissioned from an Italian artist. I believe the name is uh, Christina Vecchio. Um, okay. She she does a lot of uh, illustrations for a lot of bands in like the doom and uh, stoner rock and metal varieties, and uh, we really were happy with the design. It's based off of uh, our song from Took One Caverns, which like if you don't know the topic of the song, it's basically about it's our one very like stoner e song where it's about smoking so much weed in a cave that you die. <laughs> like, right, right. Stoner doom as all can be, and. Uh, it kind of has that uh, aesthetic to it where it has a lot of, uh, like, illustration-style smoke and there's skulls that have, like, smoke going in and out of the eyes and such. And it's on, like, a, uh, like, mountain-ish type top thing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really, a really, it's a really cool, cool design. I like it. Yeah. yeah. We actually just ordered the shirts uh, earlier this week, actually, and we're planning to do a pre-order for them uh, very soon. Uh and we're excited to have those out, and hopefully people will like it. The people who've shown the design to you so far have uh, been really excited about it. So we're looking forward to being a popular design. Yeah. So if anybody's listening out here that uh, has not checked out their, their Facebook page, check out the Facebook page, and you can check out the design. It's pretty wicked. Um, it's pretty it's pretty badass, though. Uh, do you all have uh, places for uh, to buy merch? Or do you just it just they just have to hit you up, or do you have like a a website that has something like that on it? Uh, well, we do uh, all of our merch through Bandcamp. It's a stormtoker.bandcamp.com, and we just do all our merch from there. We ship out the merch ourselves. Uh, like actually, like I personally handle like all the merch orders and get it out very quickly. Usually, if you like order, uh, like if you order fairly like early in the day, like early morning, like I can usually get the merch shipped out by either by that day or the next day um, okay and yeah it's been like a pretty like easy process getting used to like merching or uh, stripping the merch ourselves 
And yeah, like we just it's just a nice easy process. You can just go on a band camp and like buy it that way. Word. Uh you had mentioned uh the the story uh for uh where the shirt came from. Uh for what song was it again? It was for Patterns. Patterns. Uh Cat that's right. Yeah. Uh, here's a question, uh talking about weed. Um <laughs> so what what is your preferred uh strain? Are you an indica guy, are you a sativa guy, are you a hybrid kind of guy? Uh for me, like, i pretty sure, like, most of what, like, I'm not the most, like, well-versed in the different strains. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, Indica's is what I've had the most of. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, those are, like, I prefer, like, Tevas. Like, I, it's nice to have the relaxing qualities of, like, it definitely helps with, like, sleep and, uh, like, relaxation and all that. But uh, Tevas definitely somewhere you can... Just like the wheels in the brain working pretty well, uh, makes it where it's a lot more easy to be uh, active, like while being relaxed. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, yep. <laughs> sorry, um, yeah, like, I like cut you off. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just like yeah, basically just the uh, I don't know. I think I want to get like more sativa strains to try because I feel like I like definitely like indicas, but sativa is something I need to try more of. Yeah, most of the shit that, that, uh, is around, I noticed is more of the indica. It's more of the, just the, kind of the sleepy high. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, are you, now, you, you smoke before you play, right? Um, sometimes, uh, usually like we, we feel like I don't personally, I try not to smoke too much like right before we play because, uh, mm-hmm. I try to like drives off the vocal cords a lot and I try not to like drink beforehand because like, I can still, like, perform singing, like, after drinking or, like, smoking, but uh, it's a bit more of a challenge, though, uh, especially on the smoking side. I remember this past uh, February, I think it was, we played a uh, David's birthday show, our bassist's birthday show, and uh was outside, like, smoking a bit before the show, and when we started playing, I realized that my throat was super dry, like, trying to, like, yeah. play through all the songs. And I was just like asked for water, trying to like get that, and so I was trying. I realized that like I should probably save the smoking for post-show more so than pre-show. Uh, right. And it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a part of it. Like we to do it. Like I personally try not to before the show. Uh, Anthony like will still, I think, but actually he doesn't even really like, do it like uh, much recently. Uh, and, but. David, though, he's an Iron Man. He can drink, he can smoke, and he'll perform better than he would sober a lot of the time. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him in a show where he's not a, a bit intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, like he, uh, he, he's definitely a high-functioning uh, drinker and smoker. Uh, but when it gets to, like, the birthday shows, like, those can be a little bit iffy, but it's meant to be fun. So, <laughs> it all works out. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, situations like that, I mean, the, the adrenaline's going, you're feeling like partying, like, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, it, it, talking about the smoking and playing stuff, I, I have found it also going back to being a drummer and playing like, uh, doing vocals and playing drums and being stoned to when, whenever I used to just do vocals in bands, I didn't have a problem with it whatsoever because my hands were free. I could grab a water whenever, but when playing drums, 
and doing vocals and being stoned, and you get that dry throw like you were talking about, like you can't always grab that bottle of water. And there's been times where I've just about puked all over my drum set because I like completely just drive my shit out bad. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've known that feeling. Uh, something I found yeah. that's a good alternative is uh, edibles, actually. Uh, because yeah. the cool thing with, like, so, like outside of the – if you uh, outside of the smoking part, I remember the last time I had an edible before playing. Uh, it was actually really useful because it definitely is, like, very calming, but it doesn't dry you out like uh, smoking it would be. And, yeah. uh, like – it definitely helps with like me being relaxed and keeping tempos at a nice uh, level because something that like I sometimes have trouble with drumming is that when you play like some of the fast stuff or the slow stuff, uh, I would like usually play too fast or have the tempo out of whack. But uh, with like smoking or like having an edible beforehand makes it where I'm a lot more relaxed and I'm not overthinking uh, the playing part of things so that I can yeah. keep everything like how it's supposed to be. Uh, tempo-wise, playing-wise, and just be mentally relaxed, be able to focus on performance. Have you ever been a played a show where you smoked beforehand and then, like, you realized that maybe it was a bad idea because now your paranoia sets in? Oh, I don't really get paranoia from smoking myself. Uh, the only time that it's really, like, kind of bad things like when you get the dry throat. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, I'm not really – I don't really have, like, a paranoid system, thankfully, uh, from smoking, so – like usually, it's like drinking only, something that'll hurt more than what smoking would. Right? Yeah, I I, uh, I find that the uh, I don't know. Do, do you do much dabs? Uh, only recently I started doing dabs. Like I just tried dabs for the first time, like about a few weeks ago. Uh, and it, it's it's a bit of a weird process of like how much different mm. of a setup it is. It's not just like put it put it back into the bowl or something like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's. Definitely uh, more efficient, for sure, to say the least. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it works a lot faster than just, like, smoking a, a, a joint or a blunt or a bowl would be. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it's, pre- it's pretty good. Like, it's uh, – though that would, might be a little bit too strong to try to do something productive or play a show beforehand, like doing dabs. I don't think that I could do dabs and play a show beforehand because every fucking I've – only, I've, only, I've only smoked dabs um, – Probably a couple of handfuls of times. And um, I think that it's probably, I, depending on what's going on, my paranoia sets in really bad with that shit. Um, here recently, I, uh, I, went, I, I was waiting around. I had some stuff I'd take care of, and I was out and about. Went and saw one of my friends. And um, he had uh, one of those pretty much like the, the, the travel uh, rigs, I guess, where it's just like a long pipe, and it has the, the nail at the end of it. You just inhale when you're dabbing it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I was going to be able to chill for just a little bit longer at his place. Well, it turns out I didn't, I, didn't, I, I ran out of time. And after coughing my ass off, because I'm also a cigarette smoker, unfortunately, uh, I, I was so out of my mind stoned that when I realized I had to drive, dude, I was, I was shaking. Like I couldn't, uh, <laughs> Like, I, I went to go pick my girlfriend up from work, and I told her it was just going to be a second because I was just, like, I was a nervous wreck. I was like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. Because I, like I don't like to drive under the influence at all, right. um, especially especially drinking. I don't, I don't ever – I don't like doing that shit at all. 
smoking though, man, just, I don't know, it's in the middle of the day and the sun's all bright out. And then like, that's when every cop is like surrounding you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can, we'll make like, where you can uh, feel it. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I wouldn't, I definitely know now that I would not be able to play a show after, after doing a dad. That just would not be in my, I'm pretty sure that would, that would cause a fight between me and Josh because <laughs> that would be bad. Our, our first, uh, our first show that we played, huh? I was just saying, like, yeah, like, that's, like, definitely a uh, much harder to control, like, how, like, blitz that you get with those. Oh, so yeah, because even show. just a hit. Yeah, because even just a hit, like, fucks your world up. Yeah. Um, our our first show, uh, as Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat, um, we were playing with Stone uh, Stonecutters uh, yeah. at Green Land, and, like, one of my buddies was there, and he gave me a uh, a rice crisp. Well, it was a fruity pebbles rice crispy treat thing, and and I ate that thing right before we played, and it was uh it was it was very potent, and I <laughs> thought that I was like my my snare wasn't sounding the way it needed to be. Like I couldn't get comfortable. Like I just I don't know. It was bad. So I've pretty much been uh, told that uh, edibles and me are not allowed until after the show. <laughs> I can see that uh, happening. Like edibles, they'll creep up on you. Yeah, like you think you're fine, and then it's just like sometimes if it's like really good, it like it keeps like okay, it's chilling out, it's chilling out, and then it gets it goes back up, and you're like, fuck, this isn't gonna stop, is it? <laughs> um, what uh, what what do are do you drink much? You a drinker? Uh, yeah, I think I'm like a much bigger drinker than I am a smoker, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like keeping with the uh, like uh, weed theme of things. Like I've been getting into a lot of the uh, like uh, cannabis or hemp infused beers that I've been finding. Like these, the Sweetwater Four Twenties, uh, a lot of the uh, stuff from New Belgium. Like my favorite that got me down the path of like the whole uh, HPAs was uh, the Hemperer beer from New Belgium. Uh, oh, nice. It's basically like a uh, – it's an IPA, but it's an HPO where it's like hemp-infused. And you open up a bottle of that, and it just smells like a dank bag first thing you open up the <laughs> bottle. Oh, <laughs> and wow. it tastes delicious. Uh, like, it has a nice, good flavor to it. Uh, it's strong, but not, like, battery acid tasting like a lot of IPAs can be. Uh, and I've just been get liking a whole lot of those. Uh, so you, you're more of a beer guy? Yeah. I've been going down like, do you like whiskey. Beer uh, I do like whiskey. Mm-hmm. I, I was like that. My liquor of choice is like whiskey or bourbon. Uh, I usually do like a uh, like a Jack and Coke or bourbon and ginger ale type thing. Word. Uh, when I go down the liquor route, uh, I'm, I've been like recently like, trying to get more into. Uh, tequila, but like tequila is a bit more of a scary liquor for me, because uh, like the first bad oh, sure, experience yeah. I had with alcohol was with tequila. So now I just had like, uh, like, like post like PTSD from like that first bad liquor experience with tequila. Uh, I believe it. But yeah, like as far as like liquor, I usually like the whiskey and bourbon are like my go-to's, which is fitting living here in Kentucky. So, no, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, me, me and, uh, tequila and, uh, and vodka. Like, vodka, I pretty much have PTSD over that. <laughs> I've had some really bad experiences. 
I can't do clear alcohol much, man. Because if I drink too much of it, like I can have a couple of shots and be fine. But if I'm getting like drunk off of it, but then I'm I'm going to be in trouble with my girlfriend by the end of it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 there's something about it; it just fucks me up. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like I used, I went on a bit of a streak of vodka. Like uh, I had a ex girlfriend that was big on uh, vodka Red Bulls uh, for a while, so like I was drinking those too, and it's it's all right. Uh, it's Basically, like, flavor-wise, it's not my favorite. It just tastes like literal alcohol a lot of the time uh, mm-hmm. for me. But that's why I prefer, like, a lot of the dark liquors that have a lot more flavor to them for me. Yeah, and like, I feel like, be, like the, the buzz. I'll go on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, if you're going to be, like, uh, drinking a lot and putting, like, this uh, poison in the body, you might as well make it taste good while you're doing it. True. Yeah, very true. Which I'm like you. I I, I prefer to stick to like you know, whiskey and coke or something, just because like I it it, the the buzz for me uh, with whiskey is not. I don't usually get like horrible hangovers, and I don't usually get the spins that bad. Yeah. But man, I've drank vodka so many times where I have just woken up feeling like the biggest like ass. Like I just (laughs) I. Yeah, bad decisions the night before that that I'm being, you know, reminded of. And I look around and the place is a mess or whatever the fuck. It's just, I don't know. I become sloppy drunk, like bad. There's pictures of me back in the day drinking screwdrivers and, like, crawling on, like, on my friend's floor and, like, just, like, my eyes are all red. I'm all covered in sweat. Like, it's, I just don't have good memories. Not, I don't know, yeah, actually. And it's, it's one of those things where, like, I... I had my 18th birthday. I had some friends that brought some vodka over to my house, and we were mixing it with. Uh, we were just putting it in cans of, of L8. Huh? Uh, and dude, by the end of it, like I I couldn't touch L8 for the longest time. I can't drink L8 in a can anymore because of that. I always take oh, vodka. Wow. Yes, yeah, man. Uh, just like got the bad memories from the experience. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've honestly had. And Kill would do that too, yeah. Do what? Uh, and that, uh, I remember, like, oddly enough, uh, I had, like, I did have a bad experience with, uh, vodka before, but that was because I made the classic mistake of mixing light and dark liquor together. Uh, oh, yeah. Where I was drinking, like, like, mixed vodka drinks along with, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, whiskey as well, like whiskey shots or something like that. And I wasn't thinking about it. It was me and some friends that were just hanging out in the garage. And I felt fine because I was sitting down the whole time. And first thing I stood up, the whole world just tilted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bad experience. <laughs> uh, also on, on here, I, I like to talk about horror movies a lot. Are you a horror fan by chance? Uh, like, not the biggest horror fan uh as far as like horror movies uh a lot of the stuff i get into i like a lot of the slasher flicks uh like the like child's plays the halloweens uh or probably out of like horse i like saw as well like out of like newer stuff uh yeah i like the more classic things i guess like child's play might be my favorite out of the uh, horror quote-unquote movies uh but yeah like a lot of the like i'm only like I'd say like I'm a uh, casual fan as far as uh, the horror movie stuff goes. Or uh, you mentioned Child's Play uh, uh, being one of your your, your favorites. Uh, 
Have you watched any of the the recent Child's Play films? Uh, no, I've been wanting to watch like the newest one where they have like basically Chucky as like a what is like an animatronic robot like, AI type of thing. What seems like yeah. I was a bit iffy about that idea because it seems like it kind of takes out the whole like cool occult aspect of it of like a serial killer in a uh, doll's body. But I've heard good reviews from it, uh, surprisingly from a lot of people and. Of course, a lot of horror movies don't get, like, good reviews from, like, critics and all that, just in general. Uh, right. So that was kind of an interesting to hear, but I still need to watch that one. Uh, it's a good one. Just, it's like, a I felt the same way. Yeah, definitely. Well, see, because I was, I was weird about that um, as well, because I'm, I'm an old-school uh, Child's Play fan. Yeah. And it's a uh, – some people uh, – some of my friends liked it. A couple of my friends who uh, are pretty open-minded – um, told me it was really good. You should definitely check it out. And you know, when you watch a movie like that and, you, and you're told it's not anything you remember, so just erase all that from your head and just act like it's a brand new thing. And it's it is weird. It, it's it's weird watching Chucky not be bad because because he's not bad all the time. That's the weird right. thing about it. He's not trying to be an asshole. But yeah, check it out, man. That's that's definitely a good one. It's it's one of the better uh, retellings, I guess, when it comes down to it. Yeah, like um, yeah, trying to take an old story like that and like make it more modern, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck a new audience. Yeah. Um, are you uh, so? Are you more of a, a comedy guy? Or are you a Marvel dude? What the what, what kind of shit do you usually watch? Uh, well, let's see, like, I'm definitely big into comedy, uh, stand-up comedy particularly. Like, I love, like, a bunch of different comics. I listen to a few different uh, comedy podcasts and such. Uh, a few, like, recent favorites. Uh, Big J. Okerson is a favorite of mine. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. He has a pod, like, a bunch of, he's on a couple of different podcasts, part of, like, a different podcast network and stuff. Uh, he has, like, an old-school, dirty comedian does a lot of uh, offensive jokes that, uh, like, would probably get people canceled if he wasn't funny for it. Uh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. like, him and, uh, like, Bill Burr, uh, Jim Jeffries is another favorite. Like, who uh, I was like, I just watched his newest special not too long ago. Uh, He's pretty funny. Like, like, what stand-up comedy, uh, I watched, uh, some drama shows here and there. I'm also like a big anime guy, which is like something I'd probably like watch the most of like recently. That's like more of like kind of like a niche thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I noticed the anime has gotten really, um, it's, it's kind of come back, uh, the last few years. I mean, there's always, I've always had friends that have been into it. Now there's, it's always had like it's, it's, it's place, you know, but I've noticed a lot more, especially with like a lot of kids these days, it's becoming more of a thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's, it's definitely it's grown a lot. Uh, it's definitely grown yeah. a lot with uh, in recent years because thanks to like the street, it's a lot more accessible than it used to be back then when I was a kid. Because uh, back when like we were kids, the only outlet you really had was like Toonami on Cartoon Network or something like that. Um, yeah. But now they have like streaming services like Crunchyroll and Funimation, which are very uh, specific to anime, as well as Netflix and Hulu having a lot of the uh, uh, anime series on there as well, as well as original series. And, yeah. Like, especially the community's gotten a lot bigger. There's like 
Uh, there's anime YouTubers that, like, analyze and talk about it a lot. Uh, shows and, like, dubbing where they dub it into uh, English language has gotten a lot mm-hmm. better quality-wise because old dubs of anime used to be 90% of the time horrible, uh, where, like, yeah. it was just poorly acted, like, poorly transcribed. But now it's gotten to uh, a much more higher level of qualities where you can, like, watch some, an anime in English and it's not too uh, – it's just as good as, like, the as any other uh, English language show that you would watch or animation. See, I, I, I was – I tried to get into it a bunch, and I'm – there's only there's only been a couple of, of anime like that that I've actually been able to get into I guess like I like like Death Note I think that was pretty cool. That's um, probably my all time favorite probably. Really? Yeah. See, I think I think it's just it was a great story. I had a roommate a while back who uh, he was like, oh, you've got to watch this, you got to watch this. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to watch anime. I don't watch anime. And he had I don't, I don't remember how many DVDs he had of this shit, but we started watching it and I was like I was pretty hooked. I was like, well, okay, it's not too bad. But I also find, like, I, there's certain animes, I can't remember, there's one that I watched. But there's been a couple of them I watched, but I was just like, I can't, I can't, I'm really picky. I'm really picky about it. But I also, there's a, a Vampire Hunter D from yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, like, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm horror-related stuff I can, I can dig. But so, some of that stuff, like, I'm also picky about the animation sometimes. Yeah, especially like they do a lot of in superheroes. Oh yeah, they uh, with basically like I have like certain like uh, anime that I pick as like gateway uh, shows because there's like certain uh, tropes in the style where like it's not quite as accessible to like non-anime fans. I definitely one of the ones that's a good gateway one because it's a lot more uh, mature of a series than a lot of shows. Uh, It's 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 different too because that's kind of a like a murder mystery type of story. Uh, yeah. Like another show that's like kind of close to those lines is uh, that's another classic, a Cowboy Bebop is another one. Uh, where that one's basically a very stylish uh, space sci-fi uh, film noir type of thing. Uh, okay. Which is also like a much more mature story and has a lot of style to it that like it's a much easier gateway for like newcomers to get into. Hmm. See, I, 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 I don't know. I feel I've got a few friends that uh, I feel um, have slowly been swaying me that there's there's more to try out. Like when it comes down to watching anime, because like I said, yeah. I'm I'm picky about shit. I'm more of a I'm more of a straight up horror guy. I like comedy and some of it too, but uh, I don't know. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to have you send me some uh, horror related animes. Maybe I should check out. All right, there's definitely a whole lot of those uh, that are really good. Uh, especially if you like horror stuff, like kind of the, let's see, I don't know if they made me uh, animes of it, but one that's really uh, a manga artist, like manga is the comic books that a lot of anime are based off of. Uh, right. Is named is Junji Ito. Uh, he's probably the most well-known horror uh, manga artist, and it has like a whole lot of uh, surreal uh, body horror type of stuff. Uh, which is just, like, very creepy images and, like, a lot of just, like, otherworldly type of things. Almost some of it's even, like, not quite Lovecraftian, but mm-hmm. it's just very – just basically misshaping, like, the human uh, form in just, like, the most bizarre and odd ways that's, like, 
it really screws with your mind, like, just how, like, disturbing, like, some of the images he's able to concoct is uh, with his artwork. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds up my alley. I'll have to check that shit out then. Oh, for sure. Um, all right, so before we get off, let's go back to the music a little bit. Um, okay, so uh, you've all had, you've had you've had two albums, and you got work on the third one now. Uh, what what are your what would you say your favorite track is off the first two releases um, each, and then what is your favorite uh, songs off each to play live? Let's see, well, let's see with took one. Uh, my favorite track of Toke One is probably, uh, I think one out of all the ones, the first one is probably Mule and Tuck. It's the opening track on Toke One, and it's the first song mm-hmm. that we actually, uh, completed together as well. Uh, and that was the first bit of, like, collaboration. It was the first song that I wrote for the band as well. Uh, cause that one, that was, it was kind of interesting how that one came together, because, like, Mule and Tusk, I wrote, I remember I wrote, we, we started the band, it was, uh, like in January of 2017. And that was in the midst of like, that was when the, our current president first took office. And there was a whole lot of like political back and forth going on. And like, I wrote the lyrics to Neil and Tusk kind of like talking about that, just like a lot of the political strife between different sides and how people will like believe, like, a lot of media of whatever their side tells them, uh, and kind of it's more so like a call, like a call to action to come together rather than being divided for that one. And uh, yeah. lyric wise, it's one of my favorites still that I've written, and it's also a fun one to play live because it's a nice heavy banger that just kicks off right from the get go. Uh, yeah, definitely on that one. So my favorite one to play live from Toke One is probably uh, Stalingrad. Uh, that one's also one that I wrote lyrics for. That one's just a song based off the Battle of Stalingrad from World War Two. Uh, nice. It's kind of like like uh, the lyrics are from the perspective of a a Russian soldier in the battle where like the Germans like can, like encroached on Russia, took over the city of Stalingrad, and the ending of the song is where like they pushed the Germans back out of the city. And it's our, one of our simpler songs. It's like much short. It's only like a little bit over three and a half minutes or so. And it's a fun, catchy one that's fun to play and just like really accessible. It seems like crowds like that one a lot too. But, uh, nice. on Toke 2, uh, for that one, my favorite song, really our collective favorite song on that one, uh, is probably Last Messiah. Uh, the Last Messiah, that was one that, uh, Anthony wrote, uh, the gist of, like, he wrote the main riff and he wrote the chorus of it and, like, the verses he sings. Uh, it's probably one of our best put together songs, uh, with how it flows. Mm-hmm. It starts off with, like, a nice, uh, like, strong melodic chorus that goes into this, like, dark atmospheric, uh, gothic sounding riff, uh, before going into, like, just some, like, heavy, uh, Doom parts where it has like David's screaming vocals over it and it has like a nice guitar solo on it. And so as far as like song writing and song structure, it's probably, uh, like a favorite one, uh, listening wise. And that's why you made that one the first, uh, release from Toke 2. Uh, as far as my favorite one to play, uh, from Toke 2, that would probably be, uh, the opening track, Snake of Eden. 
Uh, that and one has, that one. yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, it's one of our more like Stoner Doom type tracks, and like it's it's a nice heavy one to play. Like it has a cool like back and forth vocal dynamic between me and our bassist David, as well as the three part harmony a melodic chorus, which is the first time we tried the uh, harmony vocal thing that prominently in any of our songs. And it's a fun one to play. It has, like, a, a lot of different structures to it. It has a nice uh, atmospheric prog part uh, near the end uh, that, like, builds up and then goes back to the heavy section. Uh, yeah. It kind of, like, has a nice mixture of all the different things that we try to do in Storm Choker. That's what I was going to say, actually. It's a good mixture of everything you all do. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite tracks. Um, so, all right. So, what? Uh, where can everybody find your all's music and everything? You mentioned a little bit about uh, some places earlier, but uh, different streaming sites and whatever. Yes, we are on all the uh, all the major streaming sites. There's Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Plays. Uh, we're on YouTube as well, where we have a few live videos of us on there. Uh, and we have our Bandcamp as well, stormtoker.bandcamp.com, uh, where we have all of our music on there. Uh, and we're on, like, all the social medias, facebook.com slash stormtoker, uh, Instagram at stormtokerofficial, and Twitter at stormtokermusic. Very nice. Uh, so if anybody uh, hasn't checked them out, go check them out on uh, all the platforms you can. Uh Look at some of their merch, man. They got some good shit. I know where my, I'm over my Stormtoker shirt quite often. Um, which, I, whenever uh, those other ones come in, I'll have to see about grabbing one of those. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Dante, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was kind of a last minute thing, but uh, I've been wanting to have you on for a minute, so I'm glad you were able to do this today, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Um, and hopefully, hopefully all this, uh, COVID shit or whatever will chill out and maybe we can actually like play some shows again together. Uh, you know, I definitely want to get back to play shows for sure. Yeah, man, definitely. But, uh, but brother, you, uh, you have a good rest of your day, man. And, uh, I will holler at you later, dude. I shall holler at you later. Thanks for having me. Hey, definitely, dude, man. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Romero Pictures. Any Brigade presents the Nasty Nation. Uh, I'd like to thank Dante for coming on to the show. Uh, it was kind of a last-minute kind of thing. I wasn't even sure if I was actually going to do an episode this week or not. Um, but I decided, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go ahead and get something getting something going. Even if it was last minute, I needed to do it. Um, I've been wanting to have Dante on for, for a minute now, so I was glad that uh, he was able to come on. So thank you, Dante, for once again uh, being on the show. Um, like they said, like he like he was talking about, check him out on the, the all the st- uh, streaming uh, pages you can find. Uh, go buy their merch. Check them out on Facebook. All that stuff. Storm Toker. They're one of the one of my favorite bands uh, uh, out of Lexington, Kentucky, as well as uh, people I'm proud to call friends. So, anyway, you'll have a really good rest of your evening, and you'll be hearing from me real soon. Oh. And you'll be hearing from me and Whitman here for too, for too long because we've got another episode of Graveyard Talk coming soon. So, there you go. Anyway, you'll have a good one. I'm Chuck Nasty. See ya.